Hello, and welcome to episode 43 of the Digital Theory Podcast. This is a show where three regular dudes talk about video games and assorted geekery. This is Micah, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Ryan and Mark. Gentlemen, I hope you're doing well. How's it going? It's doing good. How about you? Oh, can't complain. Doing pretty good. Mark, you doing all right? Yeah, yeah hanging in there. Very good. Very good. I guess we have to uh, owe our fans, followers, an apology for missing out one week. But yep. we had some some crazy events going on, and it just didn't work out. So yeah, life back. happened. Little mini vacation. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we had uh, uh, just a bunch of stuff. Work was kind of crazy for me. Um, we're back full in person uh, teaching, and we have had an incredible number of quarantines. So uh, it's been it's been very interesting at work, to say the least. Yeah, I'm sure, uh, you know, being in the education field, that is quite a challenge. Uh, it's definitely unique, that's for sure. But yeah. We're back in action here, so uh, should be back on track. Hopefully. <laughs> um, just so you guys know, I don't have a ton of what I've been playing this week because I had to go ooh, on a bachelor party weekend. So um, you guys got to carry the show this week. Okay. Well, I played a little bit. Uh, not a ton, but definitely a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's about where I'm at. But I wanna, I'm also going to talk about something that I watched so yeah i also watched it so i'm i'm curious to see uh <laughs> to, to see how our uh opinions on this uh uh, co- uh coincide so yeah cool and i'm sure we've got quite a bit of news to cover this week as always yeah yeah uh, who wants to start um well i've got something that you might be interested in micah Okay. Uh, as the, I think the biggest cyberpunk fan of us on the podcast. Um, but did you see that CD Projekt Red has hired modders on their team? I did see that. Uh, I think that's, I think that's a good thing. To be completely honest with you, it's it's definitely unique, but I think it's good as well. I mean, why not at this point? You know, at this point, it can only help. What's kind of funny, though, is I'd read an article about it and they were saying, uh, you know, Cyberpunk 2077. And then like the next sentence was the game known for its patches rather than its gameplay. Yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) Gosh, what a harsh second line. Yeah, unfortunately. But no, I think uh, bringing some different people in who, you know, know the know the programming and know the game. That's going to be good, I think. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, and they, I know that they've already been working with modders when it comes to the next-gen version of The Witcher 3 that they're putting out, um, that they're going to I- implement some mods that were really popular in the PC community. So um, it's interesting that they're kind of... Uh, it's kind of becoming like their, their new uh, recruiting ground is the modding community. Well... 
I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the modders know the game just as well as the developers. So, um, and some some of them know it even better. So, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good a good choice to reach out to the community that's you know st- at least um, still fond of your game enough to to mod it. Yeah. Mark, any comments on that? Or well, what do you think? Uh, I, yeah, I haven't played that game in a long time. Um, <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like it's a hopeful sign, though. Yeah, I'm interested to see uh, what it's going to look like. I know that they're um, supposed to be still aiming for the next gen release before the end of this year um they're not going to guarantee it but that's what they're aiming for so uh, i'm I'm looking forward to the next big um the next big update uh, especially the next gen i think i'll i'll jump back in and try it again once the next gen update comes out it's kind of what i was thinking nice what else we got on the on the docket today. But um, before we leave uh, the cyberpunk uh, talk, uh, if you guys want a good fix of cyberpunk, y'all should definitely check out the game Cloudpunk. I've heard about Cloudpunk, but I don't know a lot about it. Yeah, I, I haven't played very much of it. I've, I think it's all, I've only played like two hours, but it's definitely very interesting. Now, this is the game that we were talking about in a previous show, right? Where you're kind of like a taxi driver. Yeah, uh, you deliver packages for the okay. for the service Cloudpunk. Okay, but it's like a sketchy delivery service, and that's like kind of the story that unfolds as you play, as I understand it. But like, apparently, the more you play, like the more you like get involved in the world. So like, where I'm at, I'm just like running packages, like not getting any answers when my, when the character is like asking what's going on. Um, but like you, you can like get involved as like, you'll be like, you can be invited to host uh, or be a guest on like a, on a podcast that plays on the radio or something. Um, okay. But <clears throat> I haven't made it that far or anything. So I can't say much about it, but it like scratches that itch. This is the one that they're putting out the, RPG two is is that correct? Where you like run yeah. a shop? Okay. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a, a super like a or super open ended RPG. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to that. So I'll definitely check out Cloud Punk. I will say when I when I what? played it, sorry sorry, Ryan, go ahead. Oh, so I was just gonna ask what what all platforms is it on? Just PC? Um I think it's on console. Yeah, I think it's on uh, it might be on Game Pass. <laughs> ah, there it is. Um, but I didn't I guess I never really paid attention to like what the graphics were like in that game um, but they're kind of interesting the, the it almost looks like this, is, this isn't a very accurate um, comparison but for like I guess lack of a better term it's almost like Legos okay yeah, I can see that I'm looking at some screenshots now I don't know why I didn't notice it until I like in the pictures or anything, but um, but I will say it makes it very easy to run uh, 
on many, on most systems. Like my laptop could run it just fine. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it, the graphics don't look bad though. Oh yeah, no, they're not. They're not bad by any means. But I just didn't. I thought it was like more, I guess, realistic graphics. Right. Hmm. And these graphics just totally get the setting, though, like cyberpunk setting, rainy neon. I mean, they get it. Yeah, yeah, dude, it is. It, I, it literally feels like you're like in Blade Runner. Yeah, they absolutely get the uh, the aesthetic for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna check this out. Yeah, on Steam, it's got uh, very positive reviews. What's uh, what is? It? Is it only like fifteen dollars? Nineteen ninety nine on Steam. Okay. I think I bought it on sale during the summer. So, okay. Yeah, I might pick this up. Uh, I might wait for the uh, like the holiday sale, but I think I'm gonna add this to my list. Yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. Speaking of Steam, I just learned that you could use the PS5 controller as a like a Steam controller. You could do it with the PS4 controller. I knew you could with the PS4, but I read an article that you could do with PS5 now. That's cool. That's really cool. Does it still have the, uh, what do they call it? The haptic feedback? Yeah. I don't think it does, but you know that that's got to be coming, right? Surely. Yeah, or somebody's going to mod it in. Yeah. That's got to be the next level for like what becomes commonplace in controllers. Yeah. If it's not, I'm going to be disappointed. But I will say that I used my... um, Sony, uh, what do they call it? 3D Pulse headset. I did use that on my PC the other day for a game and it worked perfect. Plug and play. Didn't have to do anything. That's really cool. That's nice that that's, you know, cross platform like that. Yeah. I'm interested to try that out. Uh, I've just heard too many good things about it. The headset? Yeah. But the 3D audio and all that. Oh yeah, and it's super comfortable. So, yeah, I got that on my list. Keep keeping my eye on it. Yep. Keep us posted if you grab it. Oh, I will. Trust me. Just I so you guys know, I do know. have I do have to give an update on the battle buds that we Uh-oh. discussed in the past. Okay. Is this a positive or negative update? It's positive. Oh, good. Uh, I have found a driver for it, and it has what is called a microphone boost tool so if i use the microphone boost and adjust it it seems to be where everyone can hear me now oh good so um they seem to be working better so not a bad purchase but does take a little bit of tweaking to get where you want it right yeah awesome so battle buds with at least one thumb up yeah We'll we'll do like the sideways thumb. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Not stellar, but you know, Uh, it's not terrible. Yeah, fifteen twenty bucks. Yeah, Yeah. it's okay. Can't beat that. It's not bad. Very cool. Yeah. Well, to kind of keep on uh, the the Sony um, theme that we got going on right now, uh, did you guys hear about Sony's big stumble this week? I think I know what you're referring to. Uh, with the the upgrade from PS4 to PS5 games? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so 
I just want to see what your guys' take on on that was. And for anyone who is unaware, um, Sony basically came out and said that there's going to be no free up, upgrades from PS4 to PS5 games, um, even though they very plainly stated early on that all launch titles were going to be upgradable for free. And they mentioned specifically Horizon um, as one of those games. And then they properly changed their mind and said, no, you're going to have to pay $20 to upgrade it. Um, yeah, they got enough, they got enough uh, negative feedback that it is now a free upgrade for uh, Horizon. But every game from now on is going to have a fee to upgrade from PS4 to PS5. Oof. Yeah. So... Just wondering what your your guys take on that. Like I, I get the business side. You know, you can't just. I mean, they're a company, right? They're, they're the purpose is to make money, so I get that. Um, but this seems like kind of a kind of a bonehead move. Like I'm just kind of, you know, and you know, I know we don't have the background, but I mean, what is the true cost to Sony to give you a free upgrade? Exactly. If you're already paying yeah, for a PS4 game. Exactly. That's that's exactly what my my sentiment is it's like it's a question because i don't know yeah um <laughs> i imagine it's next to nothing it's got to be negligible right like yeah it, i mean because they're not really making they're not really making a ton of money off that anyway they're they're taking a cut but most of the cut goes to the developer and i guess it's first party so they get kind of a bigger cut anyway but i don't know man i mean it seems like it seems like you you wouldn't sell any more copies of the game. Yeah. Okay. So the other logical thing is that they want you to buy the PS5 version only, right? Right. So and it's more expensive. I think it's, it's more expensive. 70. Yeah. But what if you're someone who hasn't got a PS5 yet, but you're trying exactly. and you want a game? Yep. See, I think at, the, at least they should have waited until like PS5s are readily available. I agree. I think right now it just kind of makes them, it kind of gives them some negative PR. Um, Especially when that, you have Xbox, who, first of all, their Game Pass is solid. Right. And then don't they have some sort of like smart delivery or something yeah, like smart that? Smart delivery, yeah. You, you, buy, you buy a game once and then... Like if you buy it digital off their store, it automatically gives you the upgraded version if they detect you're using a Series X or Series S. And is that for every game or? Uh, it's not for every game, but it is for most games. Um, mm. The majority of games. I think it's up to the developer. So Microsoft doesn't have a, a say in it. They just, they kind of leave it up to the, the de developer. Okay. But most of the big games do have the smart delivery uh, service. Um, in fact, I don't, I don't really, really know of one that doesn't. I'm sure there is one out there, um, but off the top of my head, I can't think of one. I'll say uh, a big reason I like, I guess I prefer playing, like I usually play Xbox over PlayStation because I feel like, I definitely feel like the Xbox is way more user-friendly. Yeah. I see. Yeah, I agree. Especially when it comes to backwards compatibility. Yeah, I just feel like I have to jump through less, way less hoops with Xbox than I do with PlayStation. Yeah. But on the other hand, the first party PlayStation experience is, you know, second to none. 
Like their first party games are stupid good. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, you can't, it, can't beat that controller either. Exactly. The dual sense is next level. So you know, they both have something to offer, but it just seems like this was a misstep uh, on Sony's part. I'm glad that they uh, did re- reconsider, you know, and, and at least grant the consumers a little victory. Yeah. Yeah, because that was the nice feature whenever PS5 first rolled out. Yeah. I mean, it made you it made the the fact that you can't get these consoles a little bit more bearable to know that, okay, well, I can buy one of these new games and I'll still get the PS5 version. And then when they just kind of pulled a 180 on everybody, it was kind of a kind of unexpected, to be honest with you. Right. But that's all I got on that one, on that story. Well, Mark, if you don't mind, I'm, I'm going to keep on that topic. Um, on the PlayStation topic for a minute, that's all right. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I will actually be right back. Okay. I dare you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Man, just abandoning us, isn't I it? I dare you. No, I, I got to go check uh, the front door real quick. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Uh, but anyway, Micah, have you seen... I saw an article that there is a PS5 Pro rumor. I saw that literally this afternoon so this, i'm thinking to myself this can't be like this can't be real i mean it okay. wouldn't surprise me but yeah and i've done some like research on it and you know basically it, it's a rumor obviously so right uh there's been like so many people who think it's true so many people are like nah there's no way i'm hoping it's kind of like no way uh, i mean <laughs> at this point yeah like the, the the base ps5 is so hard to get that putting out a ps5 pro well what's getting me is the rumored release date is 2023 to 2024 yeah, i saw that i'm like i'm like you're you not were gonna talk- have- <laughs> <laughs> yeah you were just talking about shortages through all of 2022 yeah that's exactly what i was gonna say you're still gonna have the um uh the component shortages and like if you're gonna put out a pro you're just gonna tighten that that supply chain even more and it makes no sense it it makes no sense yeah and they just released this thing not you know what i mean yeah it's not like mid-cycle you know it hasn't been five years yet so what is the what what could the, the logical reasoning be behind this uh, i'm just I, I really hope that it was just some wild rumor because yeah like you said i don't think there's any sense behind it it just seems kind of dumb uh, and it can't be like since for a year, uh, or less than a year, really, technology has not increased that much to to make to make like um, what, kind of the big selling point was it was going to be totally native eight K, right? Right. Well, the components aren't cheaper for one thing. Like technology is not advanced that much that that. 8k components are going to be cheaper to put in a console never mind the fact that almost no one owns an 8k tv right so i just don't i don't get it and the price range for this is rumored to be 600 to 700 dollars. yeah it's yeah so at what point do you buy a pc yeah at that point if that's true then it's like okay yeah i'm done with consoles because that's crazy that's asking somebody to buy 
to build a new PC every three years. Uh, yeah, obviously it's a budget level PC, but that's it, still a, a PC cost seven hundred dollars. Yeah, that's not cheap. No, it's not cheap. Um, in this article, actually by Forbes, uh, as you were talking about earlier, um, it says it's projected eight K adoption would be just three percent of the TV market by twenty twenty three. Exactly. So why <laughs> would you target? Why would that be your target market? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just have a feeling this is a, a rumor, right? Somebody started, but man, it like you said, it makes no sense. It doesn't make any logical sense from the business side, from like a technology side. Uh, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I think, I don't even think that 4K TVs have hit full market saturation yet either. Um, really? I know for a fact that HDMI 2.1 TVs have definitely not because that literally just came out. Yeah, so it's like it's got to be a rumor. Yeah, but I did see it like, and it was in it was in reputable sources. So when I came across that article, I was like, "There's there's no way." I'm glad I saw it on on the list when when I logged in because I was definitely going to mention it if if no one else was. So you have a $700 PS5 Pro. Yeah. How much how much do your games cost for this thing? They're gonna be they're gonna cost 70, right? They've already they've already kind of committed to that. So you don't think any other price increase to get your uh 8k uh if yeah, if they were like charging a ten dollar like premium for an 8k game, that would be nuts. I think you'd have I think you'd have like a mass rebellion of gamers, like they just wouldn't they wouldn't do it. I wouldn't pay $80 for a game. No, I, you know, it's hard for me to pay 60 for a game. Yeah. It's not cheap anymore. No, I, that's part of the reason why I love PC gaming is because yeah. they'll throw so many sales out there. Yep. And you can Even get for a, new games. Yeah. You can get a 50, $60 game for 20 bucks. Exactly. And sometimes you'll get like a ridiculous sale and it's like 90% off. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, eighty dollar games, eight K not even being a really a thing for consumers. Yeah, I think it's kind of crazy. I will say this though, the image that they posted, it did look good. <laughs> the image in the article I read showed it an all black system, and mm. it looked sick. But obviously, that's just a a painted skin for a PS Five. So yeah. Yeah, mine, the picture I saw, it was still white, so... Okay. I can't remember what... Maybe it was Tech Radar that I read it, but it showed a black uh, image. Yeah. Um, I don't think... Did you have something else? Yeah. Um, it also has to do with Sony, so... Oh, keep, perfect. Keeping that wow. train rolling. Uh, it's going to be a Sony episode, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's turned out that way. There's a lot of good news this week for Sony. Um, well... Mostly good news. The upgrade path is not great, but um, Hideo Kojima um, basically confirmed Death Stranding 2 uh, for, uh, for PlayStation moving forward. Um, did you ever get a chance to play that game? Um, I played it for a little while. I didn't get real deep into it. Yeah. It's... <sighs> it, was, it was a little odd to me. Yeah, it's one of those that's like when you are when you initially play the game 
it it just seems kind of weird you know like it it doesn't even seem necessarily fun when i first played it i was like oh my god i I wasted my money um that was my initial reaction this is coming from someone who loves kojima's games to death um but as you as you play it more and more um you just have to go into it kind of the way you would go into uh i'd imagine haven't tried it out yet but a way you would go into like a farming simulator like it's meant to be kind of this real like relaxed experience does that make sense yes kind of meditative you just kind of like wander around the map and it's beautiful the game is absolutely gorgeous um but yeah coming from his old games like the metal gear series it, it it seems odd but uh but yeah so death stranding 2 basically confirmed um by norman reedus uh basically said that uh they're in negotiations so uh we'll see oh, i think it'd be i mean that game had pretty big following yeah when it came out um uh, and i like i said the more i played it the more i liked it so and it's very unique like you're not gonna there's no other game like it um so yeah, I'd be interested. I, I would uh, definitely check out number two. Yeah, I didn't play <clears throat> um, Death Stranding or anything, but I love Norman Reedus. So yeah, always happy to see him in anything. Yeah, he said, uh, "Hey, it's in." Uh, he said it was in negotiations, and then quote, "So yay!" <laughs> so there it is. So mark everything good at the door. Yeah, one of my roommates just left, so I was making sure that it was locked. It was locked. Oh, yeah. I got you, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Boone, uh, Boone's great and all, but... There's some sketchy uh, folks up there, man. Yeah, Just yeah. The meth heads from the hills. <laughs> Mountain people, say, man. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. You got to watch out for them, bro. They speak their own language. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to keep your head on a swivel. Yeah, you do. <laughs> hey, I was up there this weekend. You guys have no cell phone service up there. You gotta have no. that 5G. Yeah, I got 5G. Once you, once you get out, well, of I the didn't street, have 5G. <laughs> once you get out of the the town, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, that's luck. true. Good luck. I remember I had to pick your... up a friend off of the Appalachian Ski Mountain during a snowstorm. That was an experience. I'm never doing that again, ever. I wouldn't even do that on horseback. You gotta have everything queued up before you get to the other side of town. Yeah. Yep. Not about that life, man. <laughs> All right, Mark, you got anything for us? News? I do. Up? I do. And guess what? Is it, is it Sony related? It is. How about that? Wow. Um, Sony getting some love tonight. Well, this one. Oh, ooh, well. Is. <laughs> Never mind. Um, the Elder Scrolls Six has uh, reportedly been reportedly been planned as an Xbox exclusive. Oof. Ooh. So that's about Sony, but it's Yikes. not really about Sony. It's not great, is it? Yeah. Well, if you're a Sony exclusive, <laughs> it's not great. But uh, dang, well, that's a big loss. Yeah, I was I was actually kind of surprised to see that. Yeah, I am too. Uh, something that literally the entire like gaming hobby is excited for. 
Yeah, so basically on Twitter, I guess someone had asked once again if there was any chance that Starfield was going to come to PS5. Yeah. And Pete Hines, it was a statement that he had made, early, I guess, earlier in the year about their announcement that Starfield was going to be an Xbox exclusive. Yeah. Um, but I guess he, I guess in, in the announcement, he used like vague wording. So people were like, maybe it's good. Yeah, held out um, hope. Yeah. Um, so he was basically just reiterating like, no, like it's not going to PS5. <clears throat> um, and uh, Ouch. And then another guy named Jeff Grubb, who works for games beat um i don't don't know what that is but uh yeah i'm not familiar but he's he he tagged onto that and said and also elder Scrolls 6 is playing as an xbox exclusive as well yikes Mm. he's coming in there dashing dreams yep dang this far out too wow i mean another what like four or five years away yeah that's sure yeah i was gonna say that's being pretty liberal and that's well that's before the covid delays so yeah you know what i mean so it, it could be pushed back a year or more well knowing bethesda it definitely would have been pushed back a year or more but uh yes yeah, that is kind of bad news wow. uh to pivot off of that this isn't this isn't on the itinerary but i'm curious to see if you guys have seen this have you guys seen the um the concept art that they released for Starfield? No. Oh, man, it looks great. Um, Ryan, this won't necessarily excite you very much. Uh, but, Mark, I think it should excite, excite you pretty good. It, there's a lot of Star Wars vibes that Starfield's putting off. I saw where they said they're planning it to be like a Han Solo simulator. That's what it looks like, man. I mean, they showed some of the... Uh, the cities that you go to um one of the planets looks straight up like tatooine like just not as deserty but it's got like the same tents and awnings kind of looks like you know that hive of scum and villainy uh there's another one where it's like a base built in the middle of the, of the ocean so it looks kind of like camino uh like it is is a lot of star wars vibes in the game so i'm i'm pretty pumped for that yeah i will say this this is a game i've i've probably been the most hype about um for the i mean i guess besides like star citizen but i kind of my hope kind of has died on that game i'm done yeah i'm done i'm done i'm not holding my breath anymore for uh star citizen so like this game to me this game like is it looks like it could actually fill that like star citizen void yeah um and it's bethesda making it so you know it's going to be amazing um and it's basically Star Wars, so yep. it just checks all the boxes. Yeah, I'm I'm super uh, hyped for it. I'm also really hyped for the modders, right? Like, if this game is about going to planets all over the place, like, what's going to stop Bethesda modders from just making new planets for you to go and, and explore? So, oh yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I think I'm going to see obviously what the requirements are, but I'd love to get it for PC. Yep, that's uh, to experience the mods. That's the goal. Um, I might have to upgrade my rig here a little bit, but uh, especially the <laughs> graphics card. But I would, yeah, this is one I'll definitely buy, uh, not only for the vanilla game, but definitely for the mods that we know yep. are coming, dude. Depending on like the scale of the planets, you could go, you could go to a planet that was like Middle Earth, 
Right. If it, you know, in the, in the mods, but yeah, exactly. That would be legit. Yeah, that would be insane. Um, I'm just wondering if they're gonna reuse the uh, Fallout Four settlement mechanics for Starfield. Oh man, I, I hadn't even thought about that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I really hope they don't post and. I just uh, hope that they. I don't know. In my head, Canon, they are just listening to every negative complaint they've ever gotten, and they're like, "All right, let's avoid all of this for this game. <laughs> double down. We're going to double down on it." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to mention that. Um, check them out if you haven't seen them yet. Just Google uh, Starfield uh, uh, concept art, and uh, yeah, I think I think it'll it'll pump you up. Yeah, I was actually scrolling through it. Um. And it all looks just so cool. Yeah, I, I'm super hyped for that game. Anyway, yeah, I'm, that's it. I'm, I'm a little disappointed that I'm not going to get it for free. But hey, you know what? Yeah, it is what it is, man. If they put it out for PC, though, the hope is still alive. That's right. It's possible. So we'll see. I hold hold Mark to his uh, promise there. Yeah, and I think uh, Xbox or at least Microsoft is. You know, they're still they're still pushing. Uh, the gaming with Windows 10. So there's a good there's a good chance that Starfield would be PC. And um, you know, they're they're kind of hyping up Windows 11 and everything. Exactly. Even though Windows 11 is going to be a freaking massive install size. <laughs> huh. I'll probably hang they... out on Windows 10 for a while. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not changing. It's not broke yet, so I'm not changing it. I, I really I hope Starfield goes to Steam. Yeah, I think it will though. I mean, most of the fallouts have. So Yeah, and, and Master Chief Collection is on there, so it's not like Xbox exclusives. Right. Yeah. Kind of I, I feel like it would go. That'd be a huge market to just kind of ignore. Yeah. Uh by the way, just to point this out, I was scrolling through. Uh on criticalhit.net, there are rumors to suggest that Star Starfield will be revealed at E3 by Tom Cruise. I don't know when this article was written, but it sounds really funny. Uh, Imagine if they got like Mark Hamill to do it. Yeah. Oh, that'd be well. Or Harrison Ford. All right, buy this game. <laughs> Come on, kid. Anyway, that's all I got. Mark, what else you got going on? So I actually have one that's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> I gotta, I had to scroll, scroll back to it because uh, I had to find the other scroll story. But um, there's a game on Kickstarter called Good Boy Galaxy, and it's an exploration platform game being released on the Game Boy Advance, PC, and Switch. Oh, okay. What was that first one? Game Boy Advanced. Wow. SP or <laughs> it just says GBA, um, but it's coming out on real cartridges. Nice. Wow. Man, that's a little little throwback. Yeah, so it, it um their Kickstarter gives like some game features, but um it actually it, I don't know that I'll play it, but it sounds kind of cool. Um it yeah, says it's a mix between like Metroid and Cave Story. 
Hey man, okay. I'm just here for the I'm just here for the Game Boy cartridge. Hey, check it out. Type type this in. Go to goodboygalaxy.com and and check out like right there on their page. Like they show it in a the original like purple Game Boy Advance. But obviously they renamed it to the Good Boy Advance for marketing purposes. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the it's the old school GBA. That's really cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, so pretty. I, th- I just thought that was pretty uh, interesting, and definitely not something you hear every day. Oh, not at all. Surprise! Surprise! They're still allowed to at this point. I know, yeah, well, that's what it says. Like on this website, under frequently asked questions, it's why GBA, <laughs> and <laughs> they said we're celebrating our twenty-year-old friend of the GBA because we think it's fun and interesting. So there it is. Can you imagine going to like a GameStop and picking this up new? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this would almost be worth buying just to have. It's it's got exactly. Um, that's what I was getting ready to say. It it almost makes it like a. But even for people who no longer own their GBA, like it, it's such a strong nostalgia pull that people might just buy this to have it. Yeah, you can <laughs> always buy a Game Boy Advance later. Exactly. I mean, there are millions of them. Well, not millions, but a good deal of them out there on Amazon and uh, eBay. So why? Okay. So what? Bring the question is why don't more developers do this? It's a good point. That's a that's a real good point. You know, like why why not throw out a new Nintendo sixty four game? Yeah. GameCube game on the mini okay. disc. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. What's interesting here, uh, too, is um, think about, like, I wonder how hard it was to source the molds for those cartridges. Oh, I know. You know what I mean? Like, it's been, you know, it's been years since they were mass produced. So, I mean, what what factory had those molds lying around? I guess you could 3D print the mold now, but. That's true. That's uh, wild. Yeah. I mean, they could probably just have made it, you know, got another tool to do that, I guess. Yeah. Had X amount made, you know? Yeah. Because yeah, it is Kickstarter. So, you know, they might just be making enough for what they think demand is going to be. So, anyway, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know how you would ever determine what the demand would be for a Game Boy Advance game. Oh my God, dude. In All right. 2021. So their Kickstarter goal was for $24,000. Okay. Uh-huh. They've got 17 days to go and they've raised over $200,000. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And they still got 17 days to go. Does it say like, where, can you see like the tiers of? Yeah. So you get uh for like for the first tier is 18 pounds so what is that like almost 30 us like 28 us something like that uh, anyway with that tier it's the first tier you get a digital version of the game for pc and a game boy advanced rom file that you can use in flashcards or emulators uh the the tier for you to get the Game Boy Advance physical copy, like the cartridge and the instruction man- manual, the cartridge case and stickers, 
is 44 pounds. So let's see, pounds to USD. I was going to say with 18, it came out to $24 and some change. All right. So, so 44, 44 pounds is 61. 60. Yeah. 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 That's not that bad. I mean, it's the price of a new game. Hey, but and just go you, ahead and step it up to the 53 pounds and then get you a plush plushy. toy. Yeah. <laughs> What's cool, though, is the box that you can get for the Game Boy Advance for the physical copy. You can get the Western-style uh, GBA box or the Japanese-style GBA box. Oh, that's pretty cool. Which is pretty sick. Yeah. So they're they're rolling with the nostalgia on this one. Yeah, they're they're... Yeah, they're going deep. And even for like the niche collectors who like, you know, buy the Japanese version of games. Are there pictures of what the different boxes look like? Uh, let me see. Uh, yeah. Well, it's like, it's like a doodle. But the, you know how like in the American, well, think oh, about okay, I see it now. it's got like the title on the side and then the Japanese box just looks like. Looks yeah, like the Japanese like old sixty-four cooler. box. Yeah, that's the one. I well, you you guys know that'd be the one I got, but <laughs> no, that's pretty legit. That's a pretty cool story. Wow. Yeah. So keep an eye out for Good Boy Galaxy. Good Boy Galaxy. So if you don't get it on Game Boy Advance, they're planning to release it on PC and uh, Switch. Yeah. And they also said, uh, depending on how the Kickstarter does, they'd love to port it to uh, uh, PS5 and other, uh, how they put it. We'd love to port to it. We'd love to do an enhanced port, modern aspect ratio, high quality audio, et cetera, for Switch, Xbox, PS5. Depends on the crowdfunding success. I, I would say that their crowdfunding is successful. So. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, that's all for me on the news. Cool. I'm tapped out, Ryan. Um, no, I think I'm good. Uh, so I, I guess we can dive into what we've been getting into this week. All right. Um, let's start us off. <clears throat> well, I'll give a, a little update. Um, I think on one of the previous episodes, I mentioned that me and a friend of mine are trying to beat all the uh, Halos on Legendary. Mm -hmm. um, and so <clears throat> we ended up playing some Halo 3 over the weekend and ended up beating um, beating three on Legendary in one night. Oh, wow. So that one is That's done. And we got about halfway through Reach. Nice. I think last we talked to you, you guys were like stuck on a level. Yeah, last uh, I think last time I talked about it, him and I hadn't played together, hadn't played Halo together in a while. So I had just decided to try Halo 2, um, and I could not get past the first level. Yeah. Solo. Um, Dang, y'all beat, beat it in one night, though. That's Yeah. yeah. Uh, How many we, hours did you put into it? I think we started at like 9 o'clock, and we... We were finished at about oh, four a.m. Lord, <laughs> so Ooh, like once we started, I couldn't have survived that. I would have physically died. Once we started though, and like we got through like the first two missions, we were like, "Wow, that didn't take that long." I mean, I what? What if we could do it in one night? And then we beat like mission three, and uh, we were like, 
All right, let's do it. <laughs> Buckle up. Um, yeah, Mark, Mark hasn't hit that age yet, Michael. Oh, uh, dude. No, see, that's the other thing. Uh, yeah, there's no way. Like, I would have lost concentration at midnight. You guys would have had to like, carry me through the levels. Well, there are definitely some parts that weren't pretty, and um, we, we had the help of coffee, like a 2 a.m. coffee break. You would have to. Stay up till but, 4 a.m.? Yep. God, I'd have felt sick to my stomach the entire day the next day. <laughs> well, the I'm next night you, when we started Reach, we stayed up. We started earlier in the day before I had to go to work. Um, the day we beat Halo 3. Good Lord. So uh, we started Halo Reach, got through one mission. Um, then I came back to my apartment and um, we played until so I got back to my apartment around three o'clock in the afternoon um and we started playing about five and then we we played about until 5 a.m the next day Dude, when did you sleep those days <laughs> uh in between work and then i had monday off oh my god uh, i used to do that stuff i can't do it anymore no, there's no way i could do it like <laughs> just telling me that story like i i physically felt fatigued like Man, i, was, I get like sitting here i get like nauseous if i i do too i like like bad sick <laughs> yeah well, i guess like 1 a.m i'm done man i heard about not to go off topic but i heard you guys have like a late night card game over the weekend yeah and i yeah i, I told uh my sister i was like yeah i, I would have i'd have been sick the next day somebody would have had to drive me home yeah if i don't i mean i can stay up late if i can sleep the next day but if i'm like if I'm up all night and only get like two, three hours of sleep, yeah, I'll feel like crap. Yeah. Dude, if I get up for work, wow, we're going way off topic now. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. If I get up <laughs> early for work or something, no way. I'm not, yeah. I can't stay up late. Nope. If I can sleep in that day, maybe I stay up a little bit. I can, I can push one o'clock, push yeah. 1 a.m. That's about, that's about as far as it goes. Yeah. If not, the next day I'm regretting it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> glad you've enjoyed uh, your enjoyed Halo though. It's impressive that you beat it on legendary one night. So that is, yeah. I mean, um, I was kind of surprised that we did it, but I think it's only ten missions, and kind of like once you kind of like start getting in a groove, um, it you know it, you can kind of you can kind of cheese some spots. Too. Yeah, just um, but like. What's what's really nice about like combat evolved and reach and three is in co-op. If one of you die, as long as the other one can find cover, you respawn and you don't lose progress. But what makes Halo Two so like just infuriating is if one of you dies, it restarts both of you from the previous checkpoint, no matter how far back it was. Yikes! <clears throat> Yikes! Um, yeah. So we'll probably do Halo 2 last. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that would add hours on it for sure. Yeah, we kind of like with Halo Infinite got a, you know, the release date, like I think it was like December 8th. Um, and so we were kind of like, we're probably not going to be able to beat all of them in order on Legendary on time. So let's just do them in do the order that we want to. <laughs> yeah. But, <clears throat> but it was fun. Well, I'm impressed. Very. What have uh, you guys been playing? 
Well, um, I know we talked last episode. There was a game we were going to discuss, uh, but we kind of ran out of time. But we've we've all, I think, been playing a little bit of Stellaris. Yeah, I played Stellaris this week as well, and a little, so, a little last week. So, what's what you guys' opinions on it so far? I, I'm I'm enjoying it, uh, but it's definitely has has a bit of a learning curve to it. Oh, for sure. Uh, I really enjoy 4X games, uh, but this one's taking me a little bit longer to figure out all the mechanics and how it how it works. It's yeah, it's very involved. It's definitely a paradox game. Um, real deep economic systems, not as deep diplomacy. I kind of wish it was deeper, but uh, yeah, I, I love Stellaris. Um, I hadn't played it in about a year. I played it first when it first came out, and then honestly, like I think the last time we played, Mark was the first time I'd played it in probably a year, and the game is completely different. I mean, it's you know, it's the story of all paradox games, their DLC and their um. Uh, like patches change everything uh yeah so it, it's a completely new game um to me but i really like it i like the new planetary uh management features um yeah it's just it's one of those games where you can just get lost for hours yeah i probably have the least amount of time in it now um because i i really haven't played it since um kind of when we were all getting back into it. i've just been it was school starting up and that game, you have to, I feel like that game, you have to put some time into it if you're oh, going to yeah. sit down and play it. Um, but what I have played, I have really liked. But like you said, my God, I just wish like diplomacy went a little bit deeper and was a little bit more fleshed out. Yep. And, and that's the similar criticism I have for their other games, like even Crusader Kings. I feel like diplomacy is kind of limited. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's the only gripe about a game that's, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, because what they have, I feel like, is better than other games. Oh, for sure. Just how vast the game is, like the scope mm-hmm. and what you can do. Yeah. But yep. That that's really that's really all I've been playing. Um, just just exploring. Yeah, uh, I've been playing a similar game. Um, playing some humankind. Uh, I know we talked about it last uh, a couple episodes ago, but uh, I played. Well, my students played humankind uh, last week uh, at school. I used it in a lesson. Um, I teach AP World History, and we were talking about uh, kind of early settlements and and how people chose settlements based on the availability of water, the defensibility of the area. And uh, I kind of let them play through and, and choose their location and, and uh, kind of go through the early stages of the game. And then they wrote a little paper on it. So uh, it was it was cool. It was a good lesson. Uh, I need to kind of refine it a little bit. But uh, uh, anything that makes history a little bit more interesting, I'm, I'm all here for. So um, I'm really I'm really uh, up on humankind with how, you know, how it integrates, you know, the hunter gatherer era and then. Um, basically everything from the early river dynasties up to modern times. So um, I'm impressed with the game. I still like it. Uh, my kids liked it. So I'm probably going to play a little bit more on my own time, obviously. Uh, but that was something I did this week. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That, that game seems to be 
panning out to be a great game. Yeah. Their their goal to like honor Civ with their game, I think, is was successful. Uh it's in some ways it kind of surpassed Civ in my eyes. So I would agree with that. Um, not in every way, but in some ways. I definitely like it better than Civ. Yeah. And um, I heard that you made an interesting leader. <laughs> I did. I made two leaders. Uh, I sent, did I send you guys? I didn't send you guys the other one. I sent you, uh, I made the Donald um, as my <laughs> avatar uh, so that I could go after people with the fire and fury of the military. And then I made one that uh, looks like uh, our current president, uh, Joe Biden. So he can, uh, he can uh, hit you with diplomacy. Chicken McNuggets, medium fry. Come on, man. And uh, how how is each leader doing? Uh, well, I've not won a game yet, so you know, <laughs> yeah. So I, I might I might need to make a new avatar. I think they're both cursing me. Uh, uh, well, a lot of people might agree with you on that. <laughs> exactly. I think they're both cursing me. So it's like every time I set in, I get. I get popped in right next to the Mycenaeans who want to just immediately invade my, my land. So, um, but to see the Donald dressed up as an Olmec priest is chef's kiss. Uh, that's yeah, great. I had a lot, I had too much fun on the avatar screen. So I, I appreciated your effort for the yeah. avatar. Need to get that posted on social media so that uh, if you guys are listening want to look at, this horrendous creation I made. You're more than welcome to. I think I got it pretty close. It was pretty impressive. I mean, it was pretty close. You got the wrinkles, you know. I actually, I, that's one that, thing I that really look like. of superiority in his face. <laughs> that's uh, that's one thing I, that I like a lot more about humankind than Civ is having an avatar that you you kind of go throughout the game with. Yeah. Yeah. I also uh, love the fact you can just continue to edit them. Like you don't just make it at the beginning and you're stuck. You can just go back and change them if you want to. Yeah, like I, I, I don't know. It gives the game more of a, a personal feel, I guess. Yeah. Um, playing as something like, I guess you create it versus just playing as like George Washington. Right. I agree. Plus, you got to you know you can make funny ones too. So, bring some levity into online games. That's always a good thing. Mark, have you been playing anything else? Um, no, not really. I mean, I played, like I said, I played a, a little bit of Cloud Punk, but that's about it. Okay, I've got one more game that I've actually played quite a bit this weekend. Um, I replayed it. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever played this game um, or the first one, but I I replayed. Uh, South Park, the fractured butthole. Um, and it's super inappropriate, but these games continue to be the funniest games I've ever played, ever. Uh, fractured butthole is, is based on like the Marvel versus DC cinematic universe where you're playing like superheroes. Like in the first game, you were playing uh, like fantasy, like Lord of the Rings type game. Um, it's, it's just funny. It's super irreverent. Um, it's kind of what I need after a, a stressful day at work. So I've uh, really been enjoying that game. Uh, and I do have 
kind of a piece of news that I didn't mention in our news section. I wanted to mention when I talked about the game. Um, but there is a new South Park game currently being created. Uh, this time, they're not making it with Obsidian or um, Ubisoft. They're making it with their own internal game studio, and it's going to be an open-world RPG uh, 3D uh, in the South Park world. So look forward oh, to wow. that. Yeah, so I'm definitely not you – know, the podcast is family-friendly, but this game is definitely not. So um, this is not for the kids. Uh, but if you're an adult and you appreciate adult humor and you don't take things too seriously – Check it out because it's hysterical. Um, you can get it for pretty cheap now, too. But that's all I got. That's that's kind of the extent of my gaming. Kind of been kind of busy with work. So yeah, that's kind of the bulk of my gaming. Very nice. Well, you guys have anything else want to cover this week? I have nothing to add. I'm uh, kind of tapped out on my game knowledge for this week. I know we're a little close on time, but there was a movie. Oh, yes. Uh, we have to talk about this because I've been waiting yeah. for a minute to talk about this. Yeah, I have too. Um, so Micah and I watched... Russell Crowe's movie Unhinged. <laughs> uh, Micah, do you want to explain? This movie's straight up garbage. Um, it doesn't even make sense. The, that's the first criticism. Okay, this this movie is about this guy who. I mean, I guess we should say spoilers, right? Yeah, you. Yeah, like massive spoilers if you don't want to know what happens in the movie unhinged okay spoiler alert go away now if you don't want to know but the movie opens with russell crowe's character like committing arson and a double murder okay they know who the guy is they know what car he's driving but then he spends the entire movie the second day going on a rampage throughout the city and the police seemingly can do nothing to stop him so that was like my first big problem with, with the film. Um, and what sets him off is he sits at a uh, traffic light and he doesn't go and it turns green and the person behind him blows the horn and then refuses to apologize. So he then just decides that he's going to commit multiple murders to get back at this woman to, quote, teach her a lesson. Yeah, he's going to show her what a bad day is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To quote <laughs> Russell Crowe with his like, comically large underbite that he's like putting on for the role like he's trying to make himself look like just the biggest redneck possible but he just comes off as russell crowe you know what i mean yeah <laughs> and i'm not trying to down russell crowe like the, the man has won like academy awards but in this movie that was definitely not one of those performances yeah this movie had to be a paycheck for sure um and he's not looking great either no like Remember him from Gladiator. Don't remember him from this movie. This will kind of make you sad on the inside. Um, so I've actually watched it twice. Why um, would you do that? Well, I watched <laughs> it the first time with my roommate. Okay. Um, and then we both were like, well, that was a movie. Yeah, um, it certainly is a movie. 
And uh, so then when my buddy came up and we played Halo, we ended up watching, I was telling him about that movie um, and we ended up watching it. Um, so I, I've seen it twice. Wow. Which I'm kind of glad about because it, um, it, it kind of refreshed me about what it was about right? or what all happened. Um, but okay, so the best line in the movie um, would you be able to pick your favorite line? The I think the one that I liked the best was the the one that was literally the, in my view the corniest line ever, right? Okay, and you go ahead, you tell me yours, I'll and I'll tell you if it's similar. Okay, my favorite was uh, in the gas station when the clerk attendant said, or when the main character, Rachel, she's like lost after she has like a confrontation with Russell Crowe. Right. She kind of like loses him and drops her kid off at his school and then has to go get gas. Um, so she's like in the gas station buying snacks and she like checks out and she like turns her outside and she sees the guy's truck behind her yeah. Volvo just station chilling. wagon. Yeah. Um, and before she went into the gas station, it spent like 30 seconds like showing that she had forgot her phone. Yeah, like obviously, <laughs> yeah. obviously bringing attention that she's got the phone in the console. Um, but so she's like staring at the window and uh, the clerk and like this dude who was like buying something. Dude, he uh, looks sketchy as crap too. Like I was yeah. thinking to myself, this guy. I don't know that I would depend even, on him. She wouldn't talk to this guy unless she was being followed by a killer. You know what I yep. mean? Like, yep. like yeah. Um, but they ask her if she's okay, and she's like, "I think this guy's following me." And she explains what had happened earlier in the day. And but like, she gets like halfway through her story, and the attendant just goes, "He's road raging you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that accent and everything. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was the best line in the movie. All right. So mine is similar. It it's. It's a, a one-liner kind of. Well, they wanted it to come off as a one-liner from Russell Crowe, but it it just didn't work. It's after he kills her friend in the diner, right? Uh, mm-hmm. What's his friend? What's her? What's his name? Who's the lawyer? Andy. Andy. Yeah. So he he kills Andy, and she's like, "Put Andy on the phone." Oh Andy. my gosh, dude! That scene that goes on for so long, dude. <laughs> too long. But anyway, he goes. He goes. You're never gonna talk to Andy again. And she, she goes, why? Because he's already dead. And it's just like, okay. Yeah, so he, you're trying to make him, you know, this this cool sounding one-liner to make him sound scary. And it's just like, it's it's insulting. Like, how did she not know that he, that he just brutally murdered a man with a butter knife, right? Like, how, they like, literally how spend, stupid like- are you? She's on the phone when it happens. And they and then she do it has to be it feels like forty five seconds of them of her going put Andy on the phone and him yeah. saying nah, you know I can't do that and she's like why well you know Andy's can't talk right now why can't he come to the phone right <laughs> it's just like dude and like jump kept, cuts everywhere they kept stretching it out and then at the end the music stops and because he's already dead <laughs> oh my god sounds like a winner guys. Well, here's the thing. This is the last thing I want to say about this film. And this is what bothered me the most was that like even every film 
like even crappy movies that are made just to just to make a movie they all have at least some sort of coherent message that they want to send right like even the the worst movies say something about society or about people or or about something right this movie had a message at the beginning and it sets up the message of the movie really clear it says the problem with our society right now is that people can't be nice to each other okay they set that up and then they make the person that you're supposed to feel sorry for this 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 uh, single mother right they kind of put the blame on her for the, all this stuff happening because they make her be the jerk yeah like, dude she has all these opportunities to apologize the kids like hey come on mom just say you're sorry and she's like no f that i'm not going to say i'm sorry and it makes her out to be the literal problem and, and i will it, say uh, it just uh, irked me man i will say russell crowe has a point now i think i'm saying creepy that he like rolls down his window and like starts talking to the kid um but he's like you could have just you could have just gave me a, a courtesy, courtesy tap yeah courtesy tap yeah. and um and she's well, that's like, another great line too at the end here's your yep. courtesy tap yeah dude that's that's probably what i would say is the worst line in the movie <laughs> that's pretty bad <laughs> that or um the very end of the movie um when they're like leaving like Oh, they go through, about, like, this all traumatic yeah. stuff. Um, it's that car like runs in front of her. Yeah, good decision, mom. Yeah, yeah. She like <laughs> almost lays on the horn, does it, and, her, and the her kid just goes, "Good choice." See, or, and that's what bothered me, dude. Like, they the message that they put across in the movie was that the the killer Russell Crowe was the person you were supposed to sympathize with. Like they set this movie up saying this is the problem with humanity: people are freaking rude. And then they make her be the rude person. Yeah. Makes no it, sense. Dude, she's also she was also like crazy dumb. Like, yeah. The minute this dude started going, you don't know what a bad day is. I'm gonna show you. I'd be like, dude, I'm like, so dude, I'm sorry, bro. Like, sorry. Yeah, you know what? I should have not blown the horn at you at all. You know what? Like, let me buy you lunch. I will exactly. do anything to get out of the situation right now. But she just kept making it worse. I, I don't have anything to be sorry for. Dude, also her kid was like a punk in the beginning of the movie. Like, yeah, he rolled down the window in the first place after she said not to, and then he acted like it was her fault that it wouldn't roll back up. Right. Yeah, looked at her, gave her this like this accusatory look. Yeah, have, yeah. He did. He did. I'd have pulled over. He got a whooping. Yeah, I'd be like, you know, I can send you to Russell Crowe. Yeah, you don't roll the window down, <laughs> dude. To look like that, you just don't do it. Yep. Yep. Anyway, glad we I'm glad we got to share our thoughts because that yeah, that was a that was a straight garbage movie. <laughs> but it is beautiful in its own way, in its own garbage way. Yeah, I, I mean because I will say this go ahead. Well, I'll just say what they wanted the the scenes that they definitely wanted to shock you in were pretty shocking and intense. Yeah. Yeah. So if nothing else, if you I just agree. want to see some like, I, I guess, um, yeah, I mean, I think I get what you're saying because I was not prepared for like how violently Russell Crowe was going to assault people. 
Yeah. Like yeah. it was almost like superhero level. You know what I mean? Like they no, like no one could defend themselves against this guy. Yeah, like I don't know. And he's hooked on painkillers. <laughs> so like I don't know how he was getting around that well. I yeah, don't he's like movie. I was, I, last thing I, I'll say, I promise, but I thought it was a weird move that, like, after he ditches the obvious Dodge Ram, um, yeah, that they can't, that they did not allow, at least can't use track, any. yeah. Um, and he, his next vehicle they put him in is a minivan, a minivan that from is the in, beginning of the, from the beginning of the movie, yeah. Like, I get what they're going for, and like, you know, tying it all together and then having him in front of them on the highway versus right. looking for the truck. But like you want your supervillain to be in a minivan. Yeah. Not a, not a good look. And then the, the BS when the police are like, I got a murderer following me. Well, we can't get to you, man. Cause we're dealing with a traffic accident. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, like this dude's trying to kill me, but you, yeah, you go ahead and deal with that traffic accident. Dude, that poor trooper that tried to help them though on the highway. Yeah. 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 He had no chance. He just stopped existing. Yep. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> Brian, I will say this. As much as we're talking about how bad this movie is, you definitely should watch it. You guys are giving it a ringing endorsement. I mean, I just think that if you watched it now, you'll you'll just laugh. It's it's a movie where it's bad enough that you could just laugh at. It's kind of like if Maximum Football was a movie and free. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Oh, we learned our lesson from that, Mark. But this is like you get to enjoy it for free. Yeah, you don't have to pay for this. Uh, true. The only thing it costs you is about 90 minutes. Yeah. That you, that you do not get back. No, you don't. But, but you can, I, was, I had it playing while I was grading, so it, I was multitasking. And you can always take solace in the fact that I've wasted 180 minutes of mine watching it. <laughs> you watched it twice. <laughs> oh, Lord. But I think that's it for me now, fellas. Yep. That's that's all I got. All right. Well, our shout out for the week. West Monroe, Louisiana. West Monroe, Louisiana. Thank you for listening. Yep. Appreciate the support. We do appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh, if you'd like to support us more, you can head on over to patreon.com slash digital theory podcast. Uh, take a look at what we offer on our tiers and support if you'd like. And uh, please leave us a review. Uh, if you're listening to us on a platform that, that uh, takes reviews, it does help um, the visibility of the podcast and share it with your friends. We'd appreciate it. Talk to you guys in a bit. See ya. Bye.